how it affects physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. There are phases of that as the child gets older, too, because I remember when he was young enough, yeah. that kid could sleep through anything, so it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> then we would have to wait him out for him to go to bed, and then once he got to bed, because he was a little bit older, yeah. it was game on! <laughs> but you start to become older, yeah. and you don't have the capacity to stay up as late, and that son of a bitch <laughs> suddenly is staying up till 2, 3 in the morning, and there's no waiting the kid out. <laughs> It is that time again, episode 77, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime patient. And today we're going to talk about perhaps the joys of children, or perhaps not. (laughs) This one can go either way, it seems, sometimes. And Courtney, a lot of times people think that it is going to be nothing but bliss Mm -hmm. when that little one comes along. But this is something, and I don't want to scare people, but it can potentially end a marriage. Right. There's a lot of issues that can arise when you have kids because it just can add more stress. Now, it can be good stress. You know, there could be good things that you're looking forward to with parenthood, but there's also a lot to be considered. So I think it's interesting. I was reading an article. There's a couple of them, actually. One of them that you had sent me about research that was done about the fact that kids can add a lot to your life, but not necessarily happiness all the time. (laughs) So that's interesting. The other thing I was reading about a woman who is a therapist who actually specifically sits with couples or sits with people individually and talks to them if they're on the fence about whether or not they should have kids because this is a good point. In this culture, it's sort of like a given that people would just want to have kids. And I personally, because growing up, I never thought about that. I always thought about a career and wanted to be rich and famous. I didn't think about getting married or having kids. So I always felt like I was being judged sometimes. And then as I got older, of course, it's like, when you get married, when you have kids? And I was like, leave me alone. (laughs) So I feel like that's an interesting thing, too. Sometimes people feel the pressure to have kids and they don't want them or they're not ready to. And this is definitely a discussion that you should have with anybody before you head into what looks like it's going to be a long term relationship, because you don't want to get to that point where one person wants them Mm -hmm. and then another one doesn't, because that pressure can become overwhelming. But here's the tricky part. Courtney, I have gone through phases of my life where I have said always and never. I know that you hate those words and you hate them for a good reason because there were times when I felt like I really wanted kids more than anything else but Mm. then there were other times where I felt like maybe that's not the case I could say the same thing about marriage after the first one ended I said never again and look at me now look at you now (laughs) I'm sitting pretty (laughs) with a wife and a 22 year old at home and that's another complication too when I got back out into the dating world Mm -hmm. I had always vowed I am never going to Mm -hmm. date somebody who has a child because as I've said many times in the past, if this doesn't work out, we're breaking three hearts and I don't want to do that. But thank God I made an exception in this case because I would have robbed myself of so much happiness. And it really is, as it is with all things, about living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's a surprise when it comes to the kids. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a lot of surprises. (laughs) And that really can mess things up as well. But all you can do is take things second by second day by day and ask yourself, how am I going to make the best of this situation and what is the best outcome for right. this situation? And also sitting with yourself, like you said, talking to the other person when you're getting serious with somebody, but also sitting with yourself and having that conversation. Like, do I actually want to commit to this? Where do I want to go with this? Do I want kids? Sometimes it's about timing. 
sometimes it's like you might have wanted them when you were younger. As you got older, you're saying, you know what, that doesn't really fit into my life. And that's okay too. It's really about being okay with whatever decision that you make. And also knowing that there's a lot of expectations that are put on people about how blissful it's going to be to have children. Knowing that if you're not feeling blissful about it every day, that's okay too, because that's normal. (laughs) Where it can get messy is maybe you both want them at the beginning of a relationship, but Mm -hmm. then you get into the middle of it and one person's like, I don't know. Right? (laughs) It's a tough one because the thing is, for some people, it is the most important thing that they'll ever do. And that's how they feel about it. They never regret it. And there's such an attachment there when you have children or you adopt children. It is. It's an amazing, beautiful experience. I feel very fortunate. The fact that I didn't really want to have, quote unquote, my own kids. being pregnant and all of that kind of stuff. I never really felt a pull to that, but I feel really fortunate that I was with my now husband, that when we got together, he had two kids. So I got to learn and be a step-parent to them and have a great influence, and they did on me too. So I feel fortunate in that way, but I might have never had kids. It's like getting a dog that's already housebroken. It's delightful. (laughs) Well, as one of my stepsons always says when people say, why didn't Courtney have her own kids? He says, she prefers used kids. I want them already here. the option to own. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, oh my God, you're too funny. I can't believe you said that. But it's true. I like to be part of the whole scenario, but I didn't necessarily want to have my own kids. Now, just as I said, it can get complicated if you head into a relationship and you both want them at the beginning, mm-hmm. then in the middle, one person changes their mind. Where it really can get messy is you both want the kids at the beginning and in the middle. You have the kid in the middle and then suddenly one of the people says, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Right, right. What do you do there, Courtney? We talk about some professional help, getting some supports. Don't isolate yourself in this and feel like you're the only one. I think what happens is people get very shameful and they get embarrassed about the fact that it's not looking like everybody else on their Instagram feed. So happy. Like the rest of life. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Take this with a grain of salt. People show their best selves and what they want you to see on social media. And so it might be like, oh, we're breaking cookies and we're having all this joyful fun at the holidays with all the kiddos. That's not the reality of what's happening the other 24 hours. Yeah, you don't get my four-year-old just took a dump in the living room. (laughs) Was that you back in the day? How many likes does that get? Does that have any shares? But that's the thing to remember. Talk to the people closest to you. Get some supports around this. There's lots of parenting support groups out there, too. But definitely, if this is getting you really bummed out, you need to get some help around it. And it could be family counseling if the kids are having some issues and you need to kind of address the dynamic in the household and the family. Could be couples counseling if this is coming in between. Because that's another thing that you hear a lot about, that it was just the two. So it was a lot of attention toward each other. And once you start having kids, the attention can go on the children and somebody can feel left out as as far as the parents, that can cause a lot of friction. That is what I have most commonly seen where, especially if you have somebody who is getting most of their happiness, if not all, from their significant other, and suddenly that significant other has a child in their life. Yeah. You both do, actually. But then resentment starts mm-hmm. to build for the child right. and, at times, for the significant other who is no longer, hey, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. A lot of people think it's just going to be, hey, the older sibling that's going to feel right. left out. No, no. sometimes you you feel left out in a long-term relationship or a marriage 
age where mm-hmm. kids come into the picture. Absolutely. And there can be so many stressors with finances. And also, a lot of times people, just like we get into marriage and we don't discuss how the marriage is going to work and how it's going to look, a lot of times we have kids and we don't discuss the baggage we're bringing into the relationship because of how we grew up and we want things to run a certain way. And the other person is like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't parent like this. Oh, but we do. And so that can cause a lot of issues, too, if we're not on the same page with how we're going to communicate, punishments, like all these different things. And that's what happens is one parent ends up being the easier one, (laughs) more permissive. The other one ends up trying to make up for it and they're stricter. And then there's issues with that. And much as we discussed last week when we talked about sudden grief, there is a tendency to say, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, Mm -hmm. and not try to get help and just try to put your head down and do the best that you can. That usually doesn't end well. When people tell you in advance that having a baby is all Mm -hmm. encompassing and you say, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, you probably won't be fine. (laughs) It probably is as bad or worse than you're going to expect. And you have to be ready for that. And you have to remind yourself of that as it's going on. But you also have to tell yourself, this is not going to be my forever. This helpless infant is just helpless right now. Mm -hmm. And if I can muscle through, eventually things are going to get easier. And they do. But as I say with life, there are peaks and valleys because then there are phases of childhood where maybe at a year old, oh, the baby's a delight. Then the terrible twos hit. Then you get the teenage years, (laughs) stuff like that. It's a roller coaster ride. So strap in and be ready because if not, it could end up in a huge disaster Mm -hmm. for all parties involved, including the child. Right. Get validated where you are and how you're feeling. Do some reading, watch videos. There's all sorts of mommy blogs and all of these things that you can get some help from as far as the real deal, because that's the thing. Like you said, there's all different phases. You get through with one, you're into another one. It's like, oh, it's a roller coaster ride. But that can be the thing is like there's expectations and really knowing that the reality is you're going to be sleep deprived. A lot of times parents will describe that they get so bored. <laughs> They're like, I'm hanging out with these kids and there's no adult stimulation. And so especially if you're staying home with a little one, making sure that you make time to hang out with some adults sometimes and have that conversation <laughs> to give yourself some of that stimulation. And don't and th- say to your friends, who's a good boy? <laughs> and pat them on the head (laughs) because this is okay to do that because sometimes I think people think they see other people and oh I just have to be this amazing parent 24-7 and I can't complain no sometimes you need to vent you need a space and I know Brian you'll sit with anybody give them a space to vent oh absolutely (laughs) and speaking of some of the things that get affected when we talked about attention going away the finances Mm -hmm. the lack of sleep and all of that another thing that needs to be addressed and watched when it comes to something like this and this too is a roller coaster to ride, how it affects physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. And there are phases of that as the child gets older, too, because I remember when he was young enough, that kid could sleep through anything, so it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Then it kind of got to a point where he was old and aware. I don't want to know what he was sleeping through there. (laughs) (laughs) You'll need mental health therapy. Should we go down that road? Oh, boy. La, 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 la. Then it got to a point where he was aware and stuff and like, don't kiss, don't touch. He never wanted to see Uh, us do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we would have to wait him out for him to go to bed. And then once he got to bed, because he was a little bit older, it was game (laughs) on. But then you start to become older and you don't have the capacity to stay up as late. And that son of a (laughs) (laughs) suddenly is staying up till two, three in the morning. And there's no waiting the kid out. 
it can affect a marriage in right. some ways, and you have to try to pick your spots. <laughs> and just when I thought we were in the clear, right. when the kid goes to college, the pandemic hits, oh, and he's back. He's back. <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess you got to wait till he goes out to work in the afternoon or something. A little afternoon delight, Brian. If your wife comes home early, here's or a one hundred dollar Dunkin' gift card. Make yourself scarce. Have at Use it. all of it at once. But that is true, and that is a huge part of it too. And I've talked to people about that as well. That they were disappointed. There's different phases that you go through in your relationship where that can happen, where it mm-hmm. can impact your intimacy, but also because of the kids. And like you said, you hear that a lot of like, listen, I'm exhausted. I'm running around with these kids all the time. I don't have time for this. Or the kids are always popping up, <laughs> so it can make it difficult. And that is, again, asking for those supports, maybe having family come over if you need to have like a romantic overnight somewhere, mm-hmm. or even an afternoon or something, because it is important to feed the other relationships as well. But you also know you can't always balance it out perfectly, especially when kids are little. They need a lot of stuff and they need your attention. The romantic afternoon, just make sure you bring quarters for the vibrating bed. (laughs) (laughs) You've got an hour! We are painting quite a picture today. (laughs) Hey, i got to make some of this light because people who want to have kids right now are freaking out. But I do want to say this for as negative as we are being. That's not to say it's all dire. You just mentioned this to me earlier this morning. Congratulations as we work on a country music station Mm -hmm. to Thomas Rhett and his lovely wife, Lauren Aikens, who just had their fourth daughter. Mm -hmm. And they want another one. They want a fifth. To which I said, well, they have four kids now and probably seven nannies, so it's easy (laughs) for them. But still, there are plenty of people who have no problem whatsoever. Another area, though, that I want to examine with you, Courtney, is Mm -hmm. this. And we have all seen the couple that has done this. They are together. They're not doing well. Let's have a kid to solve Mm -hmm. the problem. Right. Very rarely does that work. No, and I'm sure there was someone somewhere that that did help because we keep perpetuating As you say, never say never. Never say always. There could be a situation, but more times than not, of course, if you already are stressed out, you're already not getting along, you already have issues on the table, introducing a child into that mix is only going to bring you some more things that you need to work on to get straightened out, to get on the same page with. So a lot of times that does not work out. And I speak from experience here because in my first marriage as we who met young were growing apart and having different interests Mm -hmm. I remember my wife at the time did get pregnant Mm -hmm. and then what ended up happening was she had a miscarriage and we had a hard time with it but she was having an especially hard time and what I ultimately discovered in the aftermath was in her mind she felt like we were having less and less in common Mm -hmm. and she thought if we brought a baby into the picture it would be a common interest it would be something that we could both focus on and it would draw us closer together. So when the potential of that went away, not only was she mourning the loss of the baby, she was mourning the loss of a marriage which ultimately was never going to work out. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know that a kid would have solved that. Right, of course. And that must have been really a painful time for both of you. You probably had your hopes up about things. And like you said, you were starting to see some of the writing on the wall of things that you guys weren't moving in the same direction. So I'm sure there was a lot of hope around that. But at the same time, I remember too, I had had some success as a comedy writer, but I had never made the move to Los Angeles. I was just kind of doing it from here. And I remember when she told me she was pregnant, there was that burst of euphoria. But then there was also that moment where I said, well, I guess the LA thing is never going to happen. And the fact that I had that thought probably should have told me that 
there was trouble in yeah. paradise because I shouldn't have been thinking about anything else. And ultimately, when the marriage did break down and we never had any kids together from there, I did go and pursue the Los Angeles thing. But had that child come along and if we were already having problems and if I had that what if in the back right, of my mind right. and then my wife is saying, well, this isn't the thing that's bringing us together because it's something in common, mm-hmm. that could have been a recipe for disaster. Yeah, of course. And that is, it's really difficult. And I'm sure over that too, you were thinking now, because at the time you wanted to have kids. Mm -hmm. And then after that, were you thinking you eventually wanted to have kids after that? Or were you thinking that that was it? Well, I remember at the time telling her as she was so despondent, I Mm -hmm. said, look, this isn't our only chance. This is just a one-time thing. And it doesn't mean that we can't have kids down the road. And I had every intention of that being the case. Mm -hmm. However, when the marriage eventually ended and I'm going on that roller coaster ride and I'm like, I'm never getting married again. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to date a woman with a kid. You start going just all over the map. It just becomes all emotional. There's not a lot of logic going on. And that's when you really do when you find yourself in that headspace, you really do need to take a step back mm-hmm. and take a deep breath. And even in the chaos of a child arriving and you feel like you're about to lose your mind, you also need that same step back and that same deep breath. Right. Taking that reflection time. I mean, like I said, it is about timing. It's about the person that we're with. It's about where we are in our life. And sometimes when we're 18, 20 years old, it's always amazing to me when you talk to people who are 18 or 20 years old when they say, and this is going to happen this time. <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do at this time. And I remember oh, yeah. this when I was 16. You thought 25 was so old. Mm-hmm. And by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have this done, that done, and the other thing. Well, then life happens. And you're like, wow, how am I supposed to get all this stuff done? I have to work. I have to do all these things. And so it's incredible that a lot of times we have it all planned out when we're a certain age. But as we live our life, we start to realize and we go into different detours that maybe certain things that we wanted at that age are not there for us now or that is not as important to us anymore. It's funny when you're my age, 51, how you do make plans like that, Mm -hmm. but they're not as long term. You're like, at 926, I'm going to angry cry into my pillow. (laughs) At 5 p.m., that's when I'm opening the bottle of scotch. (laughs) You just keep it day to day. Exactly. (laughs) But I have to say, and I don't know how you feel about this, but being a step parent, that brings in a whole nother dynamic to things. Like I said, I feel very fortunate because I don't know. I really don't know. Would I have chosen to have kids? I remember in my 30s, I was thinking about it briefly, but then I kind of got distracted by something else, which tells me I wasn't that serious about it and I never felt that pull. But I feel really grateful that I had that chance to be a parent in that way. And I'm sure that you do too. I do too. But I also want to say that there can be some issues with being the step parent sometimes, and especially if the other parent is still in play because Mm -hmm. when it comes to making major life decisions, sometimes you don't agree with what the other two want to do and Mm -hmm. you just have to sit there and keep your mouth shut. And that has been an issue in the past. That is something that has come up, but I try to stay in my lane and Mm -hmm. realize that in certain areas I might be right, but I can't overstep my bounds and I just have to respect what is going on. And then I'll schedule the I told you so for 625 p.m. (laughs) After (laughs) I've had a couple of those scotches from five. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Then loosey-goosey, you got a few things to say. But yeah, it's interesting because now looking back, I see in my head things were like, no, it should be like this. It should be like that. But now I realize like, okay, I was so young. I mean, I was in my early 20s when Mm -hmm. I first started dating my now husband, Mike. But it's funny being a step parent. I used to say 
I'm not the parent, but yet I have all the responsibility when you guys aren't around. <laughs> I got to do all the stuff and I have all the responsibility, but yet at the end of the day, I can't make some of those major decisions. And so you kind of felt stuck. It's a very interesting place to be. But I think throughout it all, though, I started to gain from both people, from both parents, that they really would put stock in some of the things that I would say, especially when it came to schooling. I kind of stepped in on that with one of my stepsons. Yeah, really nobody wanted him. to listen to me about that. Brian. That was a big one. (laughs) That's right. They were calling me about it. Um, (laughs) I gave him some great advice. But that was the thing. And I really felt like we worked as a great team at a certain place. Now, of course, early days, that was stressful. It was hard. Now I look back at it and I understand because the dynamic of the relationships and stuff. But it can be very difficult to be a step parent. But again, I feel very fortunate about that. But you're right. I mean, there are a lot of times when you struggle and you feel like, "Ah, I'm the one who's expected to do all these things. But yet, I'm getting called dude by the kid, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) It's difficult. And you do have to remember, too, when we talk about the phases of childhood, think back to your own childhood Mm -hmm. and how you were to your parents. Because as it's going on, you have no perspective. But when you start seeing it from a parent's perspective, Mm -hmm. you say to yourself, all right, how did my parents get through this? And again, remind yourself, this is not going to last forever. And I remember somebody very close to me was having a real hard time through the infant phase because the infant was just so dependent and there was just no time for anything else. And I didn't know if there was going to be a breakdown coming, but I just said, hang in there because at some point, this thing that won't stop screaming (laughs) is going to become your buddy. And it's going to be somebody that you're actually looking forward to spending time with and experiencing things together. But right now, (laughs) it just has no grasp on anything that is going on. All it knows is eating and sleeping (laughs) or I'm cold or I'm hot and that's pretty much it or my diaper is full. Which again, by the time you hit your 90s, that's pretty much where you end up. (laughs) It's again the full circle thing. Interesting, the full circle, right? (laughs) Hey, I'm 51. I feel like I'm already there. (laughs) Oh, speaking of full circle, I remember one of my friends said this to me before because I said, well, I don't know if I want to have kids and she was like, well, who's going to take care of you when you get old? And I was like, really? Is that what people think of when they think of having kids? Somebody to take care of them when they get old? When you think about it, it really does happen. And incidentally, sometimes though too, that little bastard, you become estranged, so that's no guarantee. <laughs> Wait, this isn't the way it was supposed to go. Well, you I have think... the Menendez brothers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I think that you make a great point about that, too. There's so many different phases, and we have to remember back. I remember when I was a teenager, <laughs> my mother came to me one day and she said, you need to say good morning to your father. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, you're just kind of miserable in the morning, and you don't say good morning. Now, I'm a pretty happy person, but I guess I went through I a... can't envision this in any way. <laughs> I walk into the studio at 5 a.m. I tamper myself down, too. I'm like, good morning, instead of good morning. Like, why I'm don't like... these windows open from the inside? <laughs> I don't want to annoy him first thing in the morning. It's Courtney and just Courtney today. <laughs> Brian took off. He was upset. But I guess I went through this, and I remember that feeling like as a teenager, everything's just like, Ugh. you just feel uncomfortable and hormonal and all this stuff. And I remember my father every morning would say, oh, good morning. And I'd be like, Ugh. like I could barely it's get a like grunt out. <laughs> my mother was like, could you please say good morning? And I remember just little things like that have some empathy for each phase because the kids as teenagers, it would drive you crazy when you'd pick them up from school and they'd just be like one little answer. Like, how was school? <laughs> all this stuff. But I also remember they were so funny as teenagers. It was their 
their personalities and they came up with some really funny things. We had some great laughs. We had a lot of fun. So there's all these different phases and to appreciate where you are and it will change. It's not going to stay the same. Was all of this your way of preparing me for the fact that your mom is going to be talking to me about your good morning? <laughs> <laughs> Ma, could you talk to Brian? He's really not up to snuff when it comes to his greetings in the morning. No, isn't that funny though? I remember my 20s too. I was like crying all the time. Well, let that serve as an example as to the capacity that change can take. Yeah. Even yeah. when you're struggling with a kid because mm-hmm. the 20-year-old version of you is immensely different right. from the 50-year-old version of you. Of course. And the two-month version of your child is a much different animal than what the 25-year-old version mm-hmm. of your child is going to be. Right. And it's interesting when I was reading that article, they were talking about in some countries, childless couples are much happier, <laughs> you know, not having kids. And in the United States, there's a lot of unhappiness that's correlated with having kids, probably because of the stress, like the finances, like I was saying, and that kind of thing. But they said people having kids over and over again, of course, it's the attachment. We love our kids. And there's more than just happiness. There's a reward in the challenges of it and teaching this life and all of these things. There's so many rewarding things. It's the satisfaction, it's purpose, it's meaning. But they said one of the reasons why, and it's kind of like childbirth, I guess, it's that memory distortion. They said we tend to look at the peaks and not see the mundane or the negatives when we look back at things. So that's a good thing because we need to keep procreating. So I thought that was interesting, the memory distortion. And a lot of times we do that with a lot of different things. We just remember the peaks. And when you're in the middle of it and you are in a valley, this Mm -hmm. is where you need to remind yourself of something. And that is this. Emptiness syndrome is a thing Mm -hmm. because eventually you might be heartbroken when that thing that is driving you crazy is gone. Exactly. And a lot of parents, they get very excited. Oh, we're going to do the room over. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But there is that sadness. And there's some people, I've done a lot of counseling with people who would just come in and cry. Mm -hmm. I miss them. Oh, I miss the smell of them. They would sniff their clothes that were left behind when the person went to college and that kind of thing. And always to validate that. And if you don't feel quite like that, that's okay too. If you're like, you know what? I love them, but go on your adventure and have fun and I'm good and I'm going to redo your room. That's okay too. It's really not judging ourselves and putting ourselves up against everyone else and all these expectations and really knowing that it's okay wherever you are at. And I remember when the boy was getting ready to go off to college, first of all, we had a real difficult time because we had a dog that we had to put down unexpectedly. So within a couple of weeks, the house just never felt emptier. Mm. And we were really, really mourning that situation. And then it turned into this thing where we started devising ways to kind of lure him back, which was, (laughs) if we get a puppy. (laughs) He's going to want to come home and play with the puppy. And that did kind of work. And also, too, because I was doing an endorsement on the radio for a mattress firm bed, Mm -hmm. I got him, because I was able to get it for free in exchange for the ads, a top-of-the-line $11,000 bed. This thing practically like drove him to the kitchen. This was ridiculous. (laughs) And I said to myself, good luck finding that in a dorm. (laughs) He'll be back on the weekends. (laughs) He'll be back in that bed. Oh, that's so funny. A little bribery. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. A little bit of manipulation never hurt anybody. <laughs> and now he's here. <laughs> Pandemic happened. All the kids came back. <laughs> and now I'm back applying for scholarships <laughs> for the kid. <laughs> he's loving that mattress, though, I bet. <laughs> oh, he sure is. <laughs> That's so funny. But that is true. And people do experience it in different ways. And it's hard to go from having all these kids in your house and not having them in your house. I mean, that's a difficult thing, even though. And it's so funny because you hear parents complaining all the time. But at the same time, when the kids aren't around, they're just like, I don't know what to do with myself. 
if I miss them so much. <laughs> so funny. Well, and then there's the thing, too, where you go do that overnight for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's the constant calling to check in to see yes. how the kids are. We do that with the dog. I mean, yeah. never mind kids. Yeah. For as much as you think, like, oh, God, thank God, we're going to break free from this. Eh, of course. Are you really? Yeah. And is it what you really want at the right. end of the day? Even with my stepson's coming and going, coming and going, I'm fortunate that one of them, they actually both moved really close to us, so we can just go pop in on them <laughs> whenever we want. Oh, how <laughs> joyous for them, huh? What a delight. We're just going over, and I say to my husband, did you call them first? Nah. Like, we just pop in one of them. Have you up. not watched Everybody Loves Raymond? Do you know how the kids feel about this? Hey, listen, I bring them brownies. I bring uh, them yeah, so does Marie. <laughs> She's got nothing but food. Like her, I bring brownies and judgment. <laughs> no, I'm cool with her cooking, because my cooking's terrible, so... She's like, hey, look, I just made this. Oh, great. Is it dinner time? Oh, okay, great. That's why you're popping in for the grub. <laughs> we do a little popover. But it was funny when the stepkids were leaving the nest. It was. It was weird. It was quiet. It was like, is this how it's going to be? Oh, gosh. And then Now one, I can only talk to you, Mike. <laughs> exactly. And then they both left. And then one of them returned for a little while. Well, so there that is that. Nice so nice the old one. boomerang. Yeah, the old boomerang. It is funny, though, all the different phases that you go through in different places. And sometimes you just think, like, I can't do this, especially with teenagers and stuff. But then it changes again. And I see this with my friends. I see this with coworkers that the relationships shift and grow. So always remember that it will come back around if you're struggling. And I almost hate to frame it this way because it's not on this level. But how many times in your life have you asked yourself, how am I ever going to get through the loss of this relative? How am I ever going to get through this breakup? How am I ever going to get through this miscarriage, this divorce? Right. But you get through it. Yeah. Eventually you do. You mm-hmm. find a way. And that's what you need to keep telling yourself Mm -hmm. with the kids as well. And with annoying parents like Courtney who keep coming over (laughs) when you're an adult, even though they're not invited. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And also, like I said, just the number one thing, if you do want to have kids, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Don't have that expectation that everybody has to do the same thing in this society. There's a lot of pressure, but you can do your own thing. Are you speaking for everybody's husbands and wives? (laughs) No. If you don't want to have kids, you tell your wife to go screw. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but it That's is. how Carolyn Hacks would handle it. <laughs> right, exactly. But a lot of couples, they do. They decide this together. I know it is hard because people can change their minds. And I actually heard of a couple recently. They were absolutely adamant they're not having kids. But then all of a sudden, both of them, they just started to feel like, hey, and good thing they were on the same page. That right. They both changed their minds at the same time. <laughs> right, exactly. Ooh. But it is. It's a huge responsibility and undertaking, but it can be so great. It can be just so amazing to look at these kiddos. I think you're trying to say it can be done. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney, some excellent advice as always. If anyone has any other questions, how do they contact you? You can contact me, wellness at wctk.com. And of course, we have our wellness 411 page up at catcountry.com. We have lots of great resources for you if you want to check that out. And we have episodes of Wellness Wednesday previously with lots of different things that you can listen to and think about different subjects with mental health. And we have ways to direct you to us. If you yes. want to send somebody there and then have them find the podcast through exactly. that, you can do that as well. Plus the socials at Cat Country Mornings. We have individual pages. Courtney with a C, Kelly with an E-Y, or Courtney Kelly Bedard, I, Brian Mulhern, Brian with an I, H-E-R-N. And of course, too, tell your friends that they can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can use your smart device to listen to this dummy here. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you can get your kid to show you how to use it, too. Yeah, That's exactly. another advantage. That's say. something I'm running into a lot now with the eight-year-old nephew. Help me with my phone. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's amazing what they can do. Oh my gosh, my 
like a little granddaughter. She just grabs my phone. Hey. And she just like goes on. It. I go, what are you doing? Like all these things she knows. I'm afraid he's going to build a droid that's going to kill me. <laughs> Constantly sleeping with one eye open. Well, thank you so much for listening. Courtney, thank you for your help. Thank you. We'll see you for episode 78, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. I want to talk about me. 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 Me.